Bible said in the book of Psalm 84, verse 7, it said, They grow from strength to strength that appear in Zion. They appear before the Lord. So Bible is saying that anytime you come to church, you are getting stronger for the battles of life. Let me hear you, amen. amen. And when you appear in Zion, you appear before God Almighty. So anytime we come to church, something is growing. The more you stay away from church, something begins to die. Hallelujah. What is that thing? That strength is talking about knowledge, the knowledge of God. So anytime you keep coming, God imparts his knowledge with you. And Bible said, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of your times. That means that those who win the battles in this last day, there will be people who know God. They that know their God, they shall be strong. Hallelujah. So the more the knowledge of God you have, the stronger you become as a believer. Somebody say a big amen. As we partake of his body and his blood, we are receiving strength. We are receiving new strength. I want you to lift your voice and pray for one minute. Last week I told you that you have to discern the Lord's body. You don't have to eat it unworthily. Talk to God. Ah, yes, son. In that communion is deliverance from witchcraft. In that communion is my breakthrough. I receive it and I take it by faith. I do not drink it unworthily. I do not see it as ordinary bread and ordinary wine, but I'm seeing it as the body and the blood of Christ. And whatever God has purposed in Christ, I am in it. For of him are ye in Christ, who of God is made unto us righteousness, holiness, wisdom, and sanctification, redemption. So tonight, in the name of Jesus, I receive the wisdom of God. I receive the redemption of Christ. I receive righteousness. I receive wisdom. For of him are ye in Christ. Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Who of God is made to us? So as I partake of the blood and the body, I receive the wisdom of God. I receive the righteousness of God. I receive redemption from wickedness, evil, all over this place in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm delivered from the wicked in the rest of the year. In the fray, I call him Otesa. Ah, let somebody pray. I 
We have come unto Mount Zion to the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem and to an innumerable company of angels. May angel follow somebody from here. May an angel have an encounter with somebody here just tonight in the name of Jesus. Amen. For he said they that appear in Zion, they appear before God. And God is describing Zion, Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, to the church of the firstborn. And to God, the judge of all. God will judge somebody's matter tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. you have appeared before the court of the Most High God. He's going to judge somebody's case in the name of Jesus. Amen. And to the spirit of just men made perfect, God is going to give somebody an anointing. Amen. A perfect anointing. The Amen. fathers, the clothes, and the cloaks is going to fall on somebody tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And to the blood of the covenant, to the blood that speaks better things than the blood of Abel, that Christ vengeance. Tonight, may the blood speak for you. Amen. Every altar, every idol, every spirit, every covenant in a blood that is speaking against you may the blood of jesus Amen. cause you to escape once and for all Amen. as you partake of the blood may the virtues in zion be your portion in the name Amen. of jesus i said in the name of jesus Amen. put your hands together and bless the lord hallelujah please those at the back come closer let's get into the word can you take your seats i'm so glad to see you tonight i'll be continuing 65 adjectives of faith say 65 adjectives of faith and i told you what adjectives are Ad an adjective describes a noun so when we say faith what does it mean so we're going to use the word faith as a noun and then we are going to use what the bible says about those adjectives it will help you understand what the word faith is let me hear your amen and i've identified 65 there's even more but i had to scale my number to 65 somebody say a big amen so tonight we're going to continue from where we left off. But let me recap quickly what I told you last week, uh, Wednesday. So 65, number one, little faith. I told you about little faith. Little faith has to do with you being concerned with bread matters, clothing matters, and drinking matters. Hallelujah. And so if you study carefully in life, anybody who worries about these three things, Bible describes you as having faith, but the faith is little. Praise God. 
He said, therefore, take no thought what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink, and for the body what ye shall wear. Is your life not more, much more than, uh, is your life not much more than meat and your body more than raiment? He said, consider the birds of the air. They sow not, neither do they gather into barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Then he said, are you not better than these birds? Somebody say amen. amen. He also talks about the lilies of the valley. He said, they, they don't toil, they don't spin, yet they are clothed so beautifully than even Solomon. Glory to God. And verse 60, verse, uh, Matthew 6, verse 30, he said, Wherefore, take no thought for your life, what ye shall drink, what ye shall, what ye shall wear. For if, no, he said, for it, wherefore, if the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, he said, if, wherefore, if the grass of the field, which today is, the Lord feedeth or takes care of the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more shall he take care of you? Oh, you of little faith. Say, I don't, I don't have little faith. Believe God to supply your needs. For God, my God, shall say, my God, say, my God, shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. That means that anytime you have a need and you make a demand, whether you are asking somebody, you are borrowing from somebody, you are going to the bank by faith, whatever it is, God must supply your need in Jesus' name. This is the assurance we have from the scriptures that God says, we don't, we don't eat to live, we live to eat. That means that life is more important than food and raiment. That means there's a purpose for your life. Let me hear you, amen. And so God will make sure that your feeding, your clothing, and that which you will drink, he will provide for it. You must believe. And so when you see all this insurance company, all these 401k, you know, second tier, third tier, pensions and all that, it's just worry issues. Praise the Lord. I'm not saying it's not good. If you can do pension, do it. It's a great thing. But don't put your confidence in it. So because I have insurance in the future, so I don't have a worry. No, you don't have a worry because God says you shouldn't have a worry. It's not based on your, you know, the money you've piled up or some securities you have and insurance that you put in place. That causes you not to worry. It can vanish in one day. But your confidence should be in God who says that your life is more than meat and your body is more than raiment. Or it's, 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 much, it's of much value than you putting clothes on it. Let me hear amen. amen. Number two, we talked about living faith. That the just shall live by faith. Anytime you are living by faith, it's when you are believing God. Like you come to church, you see this chair, you sit on it. You are doing things in life. You are living by faith. Glory to God. Number three, seeing faith. I told you about the man who's sick of the palsy and how that these people broke the roof. Mark chapter 2 verse 5. They broke the roof. And they brought the man who was sick of the palsy. The man who was sick of the palsy, he couldn't do anything, he couldn't move, but he had good friends. I said, he had good friends. So seeing faith is usually engineered by people around you, especially when you don't have the strength. Glory to God. The, the man at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, he didn't have anybody who could initiate something for him to be healed. And so when we talk about seeing faith, especially when you are sick, it, 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 it's an adjective that describes the faith that is based on your relationship with other people. Hallelujah. That's why your friends must have faith. Don't, don't run around with people 
who don't know scripture, they can't say any encouraging word to you. Their faith is not being seen and you cannot have that kind of seen faith. But when you have the strength, your faith must be seen. Like somebody comes in preaching, you are receiving the word, you are believing the word. You know, why should somebody bypass 10 people and come to you? There must be something about you that is attracting the glory. If you are preaching, you can see who is receiving and who is not receiving. Who is ambivalent, who is indifferent, who is focused, who is just there. Hallelujah. And so if I'm to lay hands or you go say lay hands, I will go to the person who is most attentive because I'm seeing their faith. Are you seeing what I'm saying? That's why some people, nobody laid their hands on you ever because what's the horse aqua? So even prophets in no they don't even come to you because your face is blank. Oh, it's not me, please. Because you see, you don't, you don't, have, you don't have the seeing faith. May your faith be seen in Jesus' name. I said, may your faith be seen in Jesus' name. If God gave me a thousand Ghana cities tonight, bless somebody. Naturally, I'll be looking for somebody who is receiving the word more. I'm seeing their faith and I believe that this person is ready to be blessed. Same thing with God. God can see our faith. He can see how we respond to his word. And then he'll bypass everybody and come to you. Remember uh, blind Bartimaeus. Huh? Blind Bartimaeus. What's his father's name? The son of Timaeus. I love it. It's a, it's a rhyme. He sat on the streets of Jericho and she screamed, Jesus! Have mercy on me. Not the other blind people. Have mercy on so when we talk about seeing faith, seeing faith has to do with you, not somebody. Let me hear amen. He screamed yet the more, and the cortege or the, the convoy, Jesus' convoy, had to stop. Stop. And Jesus stopped and turned and said, call him. And then they said he called him. Meanwhile, they were telling him, hush, you're making noise. Why did you come here? Hallelujah. Look at the long queue of people who have to be healed. You just want to jump the line. I can jump the line by faith in Jesus' name. When I shout, God will hear me in Jesus' name. Look at, look at David. Anytime he's praying, he's crying. I cried unto the Lord, and the Lord heard me and delivered me. He didn't say I prayed. Or I whispered. I was just talking nicely to God. Master, learn to cry in Jesus' name. I said, learn to cry in Jesus' name. Don't have an issue and be diplomatic about it. Try to impress everybody, man. When you leave, you are suffering. A lot of people, they will never come if... Look, there was a lady many years ago, God gave me a word of knowledge. When I came to that church, the person told me recently, I said, why didn't you come? I came to church and I said, there's somebody here, you have been raped twice. Twice, oh. You have been raped twice. Come, the anointing for your deliverance is here, hallelujah. But you are afraid that someone will know that you were raped. Who cares? About what you think, I mean, when I'm suffering the effects of rape. Rape is serious. It's a, it's a violation of your self-worth. It's a forceful entry of demonic power to destroy you. Are you hearing me? A lot of people are raped. They don't have self-value. They try and try and try. They think they are nothing. Because somebody violated their privacy. Hallelujah. She didn't step out. That day, some would have said, oh, passed away, oh, see, only word of knowledge. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he didn't see anything. But God showed me clearly, just after long, before this person came to me and said, this is what happened to me. That day, I came to church. You said it. I said, why didn't you come? Or even see me after church. 
the word was available. Hallelujah. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So let your faith be seen. Don't care about who is. Don't care about people. Oh. When you leave here, you are going home alone. Let me hear him. Uh, sit down there. Glory to God. Let's continue. Number four. Thy faith. Say thy faith. This is the faith that you need for your own healing. You initiate healing. Jesus told the woman with the issue of blood, thy faith has made you. So your faith makes you whole. I say it makes you whole. But you have your own faith in Jesus' name. It may not be much, but it is my own faith. This is maybe I have three scriptures in the Bible I have faith for. God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, at least you have these three scriptures. You believe it. It's okay. You can do something with it. That is your faith. You know, these are the scriptures you believe and you have meditated on them and you have no doubt in your heart that even when you are broke, God will supply your need. I said, God will supply your need. So, thy faith. Faith is personal. May you have your own faith in Jesus' name. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing. So, if you are not studying the word, you are not hearing the word, you are not getting your own faith. You are getting secondary faith. All that I'm giving to you is secondary faith to add to what you have. Amen. And to confirm the things you have believed. Somebody shout amen. amen. So don't only depend on pastors preaching. Check your Bible. Go into the word. Catch a revelation for yourself. Amen. Say, wow, today I caught a revelation. Your own self. Then you start writing. Rev. Mina at morning. Hallelujah. Let me hear you. Amen. But it's your revelation you catch that you write. I don't borrow the revelation from it. I catch it, then I write it. So I'll be meditating the whole day. Then I go and write. I just don't write. It's revelations. Let me hear your amen. amen. So you catch your own revelation. You start Ophelia at dawn or Ophelia at evening. And you start writing. Or living at noonday. Hallelujah. It's your own revelation. They'll say, wow, Charlie, they're here where they. You caught it yourself. Thy faith, thy faith, thy faith. Thy faith, may you receive yours in Jesus' name. May you receive your faith in Jesus' name. So it brings healing, it brings deliverance. When the atmosphere is not right, you are receiving your own. It doesn't matter. Thy faith. Number five, mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith. Mustard seed faith. He said, if you had faith as a mustard seed, you would say and you will believe. And the reason why a lot of us, we don't have this description of faith is because we lie to ourselves. When you lie to yourself and you lie to people, how can you believe yourself? Hello? Somebody calls you on phone. You say, oh, I'm at the market. Meanwhile, you are in your bedroom sleeping. And so if you say that, and you answer, you say your own word, how would you believe your word? Are you seeing the problem? So a lot of people can't believe their words because they lie to people and they... <laughs> so you don't know when they are telling the truth or when they are lying. That's why you have, your no must be no and your yes must be yes. So that you can believe your own words. You believe the word of a prophet, you believe the word of a pastor, you believe the word of your boss, you believe the word of your children, but for you, you don't believe your words. Why? You've been lying to yourself. Ah, I didn't hear your amen at all. When are you? I'm coming right now. Two hours, you are not here. So when you say in the name of Jesus, you know you are not sure. Are you seeing the defects of not speaking the truth and lying to yourself every time? May that thing be corrected in Jesus' name. So if you don't have faith, you cannot say and look away. Die in the name of Jesus. You walk away. Because you believe it will die. But if you not, you go and say, has he died? Is he dying? Is he about to die? 
grow in the name of Jesus. If you don't believe your words, you go back and check. You don't have mustard seed faith. And the problem is that you and Kasa, you don't believe yourself. If you don't believe yourself, how can you believe something that you are saying? Hello? So you see, men of great faith, they have personal integrity. When they say something, they mean it. That's where you repair the whole thing from. May it start today in Jesus' name. Stop telling half lies, half truths, so white lies. White lies. You are weakening the foundation of your mustard seed faith. Hey, let me hear amen. amen. Don't say anything at all. Because <laughs> what you are saying is undermining you or building you up. I will come. And Charlie, we have a lot of problems there in this, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this part of the world. I didn't hear you, amen. We lie for convenience. It's not like you are lying, no, but to wiggle your way because you can't face the truth. Somebody say amen. Say, instead of saying no, it's oh. <laughs> By your heart, you are saying no. By, with your mouth, you are saying so. Next time you are saying yes with your mouth, your heart will be saying no. So you see, you are divided personality, so you can't believe your own words. That's why when you say things, they don't happen because you don't believe. Not that you don't believe. You don't know whether you are speaking what you are You don't know. You are, you... Charlie, seriously. May you be a woman of your words in Jesus' name. When you become that kind of person, when you say something, it will happen. Maybe your story in the name of Jesus. That with number six, we have faith that does not doubt. Matthew 21 verse 20. I want us to look at it. Go back, go back. 21, 21. Quickly, quickly. Okay, 21 verse 21. Let's see what it says. Glory to God. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the middle of the sea, and it shall be done. Praise God. I said, Praise God. Faith that does not doubt. It also has to do with your words. Are you seeing it? He said, If you don't doubt, Doubt is when you are not sure. And you are not sure a lot of the times if you don't believe your own words. The problem comes that when you, you even have to make a decision, you can't make the decision. But there are some people, they can't make decisions. It's very difficult because they don't know the decision they are making, whether it's a right decision or the wrong decision because they've not been true to themselves all their lives. Hello? You know, this thing is not right, but you are not, you are just, you are ambivalent. It's like you are here, you are not here. And so, because of that lifestyle, you are always in the middle part. You don't want to offend anybody. You are treating anybody. When it comes to decision making, right or left, you can't make it. And you are looking for, you know. But today, God is curing you in the name of Jesus. I say, God is curing you in the name of Jesus. Faith that does not doubt. Doubt who? Yourself, not God. The problem with the doubt is that it is you. It's not God. You are doubting yourself. You, don't, you are not sure what you are saying. But when you believe what you are saying, what you are saying, what you believe in your eyes is the same. You will have results in Jesus' name. Number seven, no faith. Mark 4 verse 40. He said, and I told you last year that if you don't have, you are full of fear, you have no faith. Bible said, and Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and spoke to the sea and said, be still. And he turned to his disciples and said, Mark 4 verse 40, why are you so fearful? You have no faith at all. So when you are full of fear, how is it that you have no faith? When you are full of fear, you, you, are, you are zero, cry. May you never be afraid in Jesus' name. 
at least if you are afraid a little bit, then you have a little faith. But if you are full of fear and you are acting, you know, a typical scenario is like you have something has happened and the way you are responding to the thing as if God is, God is not alive. In the case of these people, it was the seawater that was coming to the sea. And they were, they were desperately, you know, sometimes if somebody tells you something, you are so worried, you are calling everybody, you won't even go before God, you are troubled. Hey, is it what he's going to, he's going to do? You know, it's like you are all over the place. You, you don't have faith. You have replaced faith with fear. May that not be your story in the name of Jesus. Are we good? Let's continue. Number eight, God kind of faith. Let's go to Mark 11 verse 22. I wanted to read that one. Mark 11 and verse 22. We have 65. So you know. Amen. Glory to God. Mark 11 verse 22. Take your Bible. I love what it said. Verse 22 said, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. See, have faith in God. So the God kind of faith is you having faith in God. What is the background? Then the next I said, If you verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith, not whatsoever he prayeth. The God kind of faith is not a praying faith, it's a saying faith. I verily I say unto you, whosoever shall say, one, the first say, unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt what he saying, number two saying, he shall have whatsoever he saying. So that God kind of faith is your confession, your, your words. Hey, receive it in the name of Jesus. So the God kind of faith is not a, it's not a praying faith. The purpose of prayer is to give you faith. So if you are praying and I'm saying, I'll get results than you. I will make it. I will make it. My life will be different. I'll make it. I'll not die in this environment. I'll make it. I keep saying it, saying it, saying it. I will see it. But you are praying, praying it, and you are not saying it. Bible said, if you say, you will see. Hallelujah. So your mouth is your gun as a believer. Don't let anybody tell you, is my mouth a gun? Yes, my mouth is a gun. It delivers bullets to throw away the enemy. Hallelujah. So if I keep saying, you listen what he says, say three times, three times. Verily I say unto you, if you shall say to this mountain, what is a mountain? An impossibility, a difficulty, and all of us will have it, one way or the other. You must speak to it. Growth, die in the name of Jesus. This situation, change in the name of Jesus. Bible says if you keep saying it, and you, do, and you know how to, not to doubt, keep saying it. How do thieves become congenital thieves or liars they've been saying it uh, the line is their reality hello you know somebody is lying to you and they believe they are right can you hear your amen because they've practiced it uh, they believe it now that it's the truth meanwhile it's a lie same thing if you keep saying it doubt will go so the cure to doubt is to keep saying it until you become it hello if you keep saying, I'll be blessed, I'll be blessed, I'll be blessed, you will no longer doubt that you'll be blessed. Maybe in the beginning you were doubting because your circumstance doesn't show anything that has to do with blessing. But as you keep saying it, you'll be, you'll be drowning the doubts and growing the faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's like having a lion, a baby lion, and a baby dog. A baby lamb. Let's see, a, a lamb. And you keep feeding the lamb 
and keep starving the lion. The lion, the lamb can kill the lion. But meanwhile, the lion is very deadly. But if you feed the lion and you starve the lamb, I mean, you are finished. So no matter how difficult the situation is, eh, you just feed your little faith. Your faith is a lamb. And starve your doubt, which is the lion situation. Lion will die if he has no food to eat. Amen. And this little lamb can just use his leg apart and kill the lion. Why? Because you'll be feeding your faith. Glory to God. So please say it. We say we are a big church. We are a glorious church. We are a fat, flourishing, folding family. Hallelujah of churches, right? What we are saying, as we are saying it, we are believing it. And we are becoming it. And so the more you say something about yourself, the more you doubt, the less you doubt what you said about yourself. Are you following me tonight? Tell yourself, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful, I'm beautiful. In your eyes, you, you'll be very beautiful. And what somebody say will not matter anymore. Because you have accepted that you are handsome, you are beautiful. Hello? But if you don't say it to yourself, you don't say it to yourself, what somebody tells you, you believe. Because you have not told yourself. So Jesus says, saying will cause the mountain to move. And then the verse 24. So he said, when ye stand to, no. And whatsoever ye desire, 20, this 24. Whatsoever things ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive it and ye shall have it. And when ye stand to pray, forgive, 25. If ye have ought against anyone, so that your father who is in heaven would also forgive. Are you following what I'm teaching you tonight? Let me hear your amen. amen. Come on, let me hear your amen. amen. So church, let's learn to say the right things. Say the right things about your wife. Say the right things about your husband. Say it, say it, say it, say it, say it. They'll become it. If it's a mountain, it will change. Hallelujah. Your wife doesn't know how to talk. Say, you, you talk so well. Talk beautifully. Anytime she talks, basa, basa, she will correct herself. Say, this is an impossible thing. But because you are feeding it, feeding the right word, what you want. I say, what you want. Uh, hallelujah. You keep saying it, you'll be shocked the results you'll get. Oh, hallelujah. If you tell your wife you are fat, 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 you uh, after all, I'm fat. What if I'm fat? I don't have to do anything to get better. Hello. Tell your wife you are too slim. She'll continue to be slimmer. Amen. Tell your husband your stomach is very big. Eh? Okay, no problem. <laughs> God, you have said it already. I'll just make it double. Nine months. Hallelujah. So say, come on, say, 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 say. This is what we miss it all. You pro bombaya but unkasa. Huh? We are spirituals unkasa. Bible says if you don't say, you will not see it. Are you more spiritual than God? Answer my question. Are you more spiritual than God who says, say it? So the God kind of faith is spoken. Jesus, Bible said, and when on, on the morrow, when they had returned, they had returned to Bethany, Jesus was unhanged. And then he saw a fig tree afar and came unto it, peradventure he might have something to eat of it. And then, but, but, but Bible said, when he got there, it, it was full of leaves. He was looking for anything, say anything, on the tree. This is the preceding verses. I think verse 13 or there about 11. Let's look at it. Not in a hurry. I'd rather you understand this. Let me hear your amen. So verse, okay, verse 13. And seeing a fig tree afar, he, 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 and, 
see a fig tree having leaves. He came, if happily he may find anything thereon, that anything thereon, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. For the time of figs was not yet. So why did Jesus curse it? Huh? It's not that season for figs. It's not the season for me to bear fruit. Why would you curse me? The only reason Jesus will curse the fig tree is because he wanted to teach them how to have God's kind of faith. Hallelujah. And the hunger is what drove it. Hallelujah. When you are hungry, you can do dangerous things. Amen. Jesus was like, he was looking for, he didn't get anything. He just spoke out of hunger. That's why when you fast, you are dangerous. I said, you are dangerous. Because when you are fasting, you are hungry. Or when you are fasting, you are full. What kind of fasting do you do? Let me hear you, man. Nobody fasts that does not feel hunger. You feel anger and hunger. Smarting you ball. <laughs> well, I'm telling you from my experience. Maybe you don't get angry, but I get very angry, irritated very, very easily. But I don't have energy. Amen. So the smallest thing I can, I can get very angry. So Jesus was hungry. And when he got to the fig tree, there was no fruit. He got angry. And then he began to speak. From today, nobody eat a fig of you from forever. It was anger driven by hunger. May you fast and be powerful in Jesus' name. I, I can't hear you. When I come here, when I, when I fast and I stand here, I preach better when I'm eating. Anytime on Wednesdays. Yeah. I eat on Wednesdays. If I come in and I'm full, I will not be angry enough at the enemy. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So anytime you are fasting, you are wild. And when you say something, it will happen. So when they came back the following day, they saw that the fig tree had died. They said, Master, the fig tree that cursed is dead. Say, have faith in God. If you will say to this mountain, it is if you will pray. Hey, may your mouth deliver you in Jesus' name. I said, may your mouth, your lips deliver you in Jesus' name. Even if you are in trouble, say, I'm not in trouble. I say, I'm not in trouble. You know, if you listen, if, if you are in trouble and you are calm, you get out faster. When you say, I am not in trouble and you will remain calm, they look at you. Aren't you afraid? No. Yes, come. They will begin to help you to come out of it. Especially when you are cool and quiet. I am not in trouble. May God help us in Jesus' name. May God help us in Jesus' name. So that's the God kind of faith. It's the faith that says and keeps saying and keeps saying and keeps saying what God has said. Not what you said. Not what your father said. Not what you feel you feel like saying. But what God says over the situation. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. You will see healing in Jesus' name. We will say till we die. Come on, Sam. You know, I've been hearing people, I'll say this another time. But look, it's better to believe to the end than to doubt. Believe to the end. I'm here, I'm believing. Glory to God. Hmm. There's a theology about suffering. I'll, I'll discuss that one another time. But I've concluded that it is better for you to believe and say it. You just say it. How it will happen? We don't know. And so Jesus was teaching them. That's the only reason why Jesus cursed the fig tree. Because it's not time for figs. Why are you cursing me? What have I done? 
Jesus wanted to teach them faith that if you say to this and you believe, it will happen. If it doesn't happen, you keep saying, 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 because saying repeats, repeated three times. May God help us in Jesus' name. God kind of faith. Number nine, increasing faith. Luke chapter 17, verse 5. I need you to understand this scripture. Luke 17, verse 5. Take your Bible. Thank you, Lord. Luke 17, verse 5. Verse 1. Then he said unto the disciples, this verse 1, it's impossible that our offenses will come, but one to him through whom they come. Are you saying it there? You'll be offended. Look at me, everybody. You'll be offended. Hallelujah. I can hear your amen. You will be. You'll be feel like, you know, you've been betrayed. You know, something, somebody says something right. You'll feel that feeling. Bible says that it must come. I'm teaching what increasing faith is. But Bible says, war unto him through him. That means if you are the reason for which somebody is offended, your trouble is more. Can you imagine, um, what's his name? Judas betraying Jesus. I mean, think about it. The man says, I'm the son of God. You have seen eyes without sockets healed. You have seen five loaves and two fishes multiplied to feed 5,000 people. Huh? You have seen the dead raised one, two, three times. And you have the nerves and the guts to go and betray such a man. Aren't you afraid? Hallelujah. Judas has lost his mind because if for nothing, there's something spiritual about this man. You don't go and betray everybody like that. And you were with him. You've seen all these miracles, yet you felt that you must betray him. So as for the offenses, somebody will pay the price to come and offend you. But that person will be in more trouble. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? So let's continue. Verse, verse 2, it is better for him that a meal stone were hung about his neck and he cast into the sea. That he, that he should offend one of these little ones. Verse 3, take it to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. If he repents, what? But you must rebuke him. Let me hear amen. amen. Don't cover sin for the purpose of covering sin. Bible said, he that covered sin huh, engenders love. Fine, but that sin that is covered, you must rebuke it. Amen. When you cover sin, you don't go telling everybody about that person's sin. But that does not excuse you from rebuking that person. Stop it. Don't be silly. You are too old for these games. Shout amen. You have kids and you are playing around like that. Acting like a 17-year-old boy. You are 27. Amen. Sit up and be serious. You rebuke them. Bible said, eat this. Oh, you are right. I'm sorry. Forgive. Let me hear forgive. Let me hear forgive. So the rebuking is between you and the person. Mm. God has sorted every issue and how to deal with it in the Bible. It's full of wisdom. Somebody say a big amen. So, if you rebuke him and if he repents, forgive him. So if the person says he's sorry, he acknowledges that he has done wrong. But if the person doesn't acknowledge his problems or his sin or his missteps or his faults, then there's a problem. God raises the scale to another person. This is, I think, Matthew 22. He said, then you call for two and two elders. You bring them into the matter. You talk to that person. If the person still will not listen, you come in front of the church, stand behind the pulpit, and openly say the matter. Eh? Hello? We don't do that these days in church. Because we are afraid people will leave. Who cares? 
I rather obey God than fear you. Say a big amen. amen. So if you go to hell and you leave my church or you leave the church, which one is better? So I should keep quiet. I shouldn't say, what do you mean? And what do you mean? I told you that when I shut up, this church is finished. See, if you say, be that removed, it shall be removed, right? So all I have is my mouth. Don't get tired of me talking. Clap your hands and say a big year. Don't. Come on, clap your hands and say it. Don't, don't get tired because when I see, I must say, hello. Yeah, I must. I must. If, because if I keep quiet, everything will go down. The dead praise not the Lord. Neither did that go down in silence. This is also in Isaiah 38. Is there? He said, the dead praise not God. He said, he said, and then he said, said uh, hold on. Those who are dying, they don't praise God. And those who are dead, they don't celebrate God. Hallelujah. So, as for me, all I have is my mouth. I can't use a cane, can I? I can't, I can't use witchcraft. Can I use witchcraft? <laughs> See, you are, I'm, I'm taking you to Nugopo or something. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at me, everybody. All I have is my mouth. I have to keep saying it till you believe it. Amen. So he said, rebuke him. And when he repents, forgive him. That's where the matter stops. Let's see. Let's dig the next verse. Verse 4. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day he turns again to thee, say, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Aye. An attitude of repentance frees you from everybody. You can be very bad. But if you can say, I'm sorry. <laughs> as soon as you say, I'm sorry, the burden is on the person you said sorry to, to forgive you. Because the Bible says you should forgive you. So you can do bad things every day. Am I preaching to you? Say a big amen. amen. Please don't look at me funny. It's in the Bible. So if he offends you seven times, huh? husband says he'll pick you up at six o'clock. He comes at 7.30. I'm sorry. I won't do that again. The full lady comes. 8.15. And you are very angry and you say, oh, I'm very sorry. You, you rebuke him. Why? What kind of husband are you? What kind of nonsense attitude is that? So I'm very sorry. Now the onus also is on you to forgive the person. As he says, sorry. He has finished you. <laughs> you learn to say sorry. And then the full lady, he comes at 9.30. And you are mad. All your hair is coming out of your say. And you are rebuking him, so I'm sorry. He has finished you. If you say you don't forgive him, you are the problem. The following day, he comes at 10 30. <laughs> and he said, I'm very sorry. Very, very hard, this one. So he used to say, Sorry. Then he said, Very sorry. Then he said, Very, very sorry. They said, Very, very, very sorry. And very, 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 very sorry. You have to forgive him. Hello. As soon as he says, I'm sorry, forgive me. He has left the judgment to you. You are now God. If he say you won't forgive the person, you're in trouble. Hello. If you can say for, you are sorry, you'll finish a lot of people. They'll be angry, you'll be free. That's what the Bible said. Don't look at me funny. Amen. Let's, let's, let's look at it. He said here. And if you trespass against these seven times in a day, not in a month, 
Not in a year, a day. How many times a day? How many times? And he says, sorry. You, God, you must forgive. As soon as he says, sorry, you have become God. As for God, he forgives us. Or you want to play hard God? Hello? That's what the Bible is saying. Let me hear your belief in amen. amen. Hallelujah. Next verse, look at it. Verse 5. And the apostles, say the apostles. Come on, say the apostles. You know the apostles are the highest rank in the ministry. Jesus' gifts to the church is the apostle, the prophet, the, the teacher, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, and then the pastor. Now these are apostles. They said, Lord, increase our faith. So increasing faith is not casting out more demons. It's capacity to forgive. Hey. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and say amen. So when you see increasing faith, increasing faith is the faith that has capacity to forgive. You know, the story I gave you about the man, the husband, the husband. You know, at the point, the man, woman, when the husband comes, he will not meet her. He take Uber. And when he gets home, she won't talk to the husband for one week. Acting God. You are in trouble. Let me hear him. <laughs> so increasing faith is the capacity God gives you to walk in forgiveness. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. They don't know. They don't know what they are doing. You mean you put a nail, you don't know what you are doing? You put a thorn on my head and you say you are wearing me a crown. And the, tongue, the, 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 the crown is full of thorns, and you press it on my head. It pierces my head. Blood can you say you don't know what you are doing? Huh. It's the highest form of faith, increasing faith. So Jesus was operating increasing faith because he said they don't know, but they knew. So increasing faith is the faith that forgives people and treats them as little children. Though they are killing you. They are not playing with you. They are killing you, but you are saying, forgive them. May God give us faith. So if you're a leader, a pastor, an authority, you have to have, Paul said, my, our heart is enlarged. As Paul was journeying through the, the towns and the cities in the old, uh, doing his missionary trips, he said, oh, our heart is enlarged. What he's saying is actually, we have received capacity to walk in forgiveness. <laughs> the things they were doing to us, if we don't forgive, we will leave this ministry. Praise the Lord. People like Diotrephus, Bible said they love to have the preeminence. When Paul sent people to that church and said, look, receive this man, Diotrephus will not accept them. And say, you sit down. The man is supposed to come and preach you. Diotrephus, he will not. You let the man sit down for two weeks. Diotrephus, he loved to have the preeminence. He will take the offering. He will do the prayer. He will preach the word. He will baptize the people. He will take the offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, Paul, how do you deal with such a person? They tell you somebody sleeping with their mother. I mean, the kind of things you hear, you have to have an increasing faith. Let me hear you, man. Say, oh, no, this thing is full of trouble. What kind of people are these? But when God elevates you, he gives you that increasing faith so you can have capacity to forgive. Because if you are not able to forgive, you cannot lead God's people. You'll be like Moses. You will not see the promised land. Let's say the more God elevates you in his church, the more capacity you must have. Say, Lord, increase my faith. 
Say it boldly. Say, increase my faith. I can't hear you. Say it again. So, this is Moses. God tells him to, what? Is it point the, the, the rod to the rock? Or speak, rather speak to the rock. He goes and hits the rock three times. Who made him angry? The people. But when the people made God angry, God told Moses, they are your people. So which people are the people? Whose people are they? You see, when they were disobeying God, God said, Moses, step aside. Let me show these people. I will kill them all and I will raise a new generation from you. God said it. You see? God, Moses said, Lord, repent. What would the Egyptians say? What would the Moabites say? What would the Amorites say? That you brought them out of Egypt to come and destroy them. Lord, this plan is very bad. You are angry. Calm down. But when the people made Moses angry, and Moses acted out of anger, God said, you, you will not go to the promised land. Ah! Hello? Praise the Lord. Huh? The people said, there's no water. Useless Moses, you have brought us into the wilderness to come and die. You should have left us to eat our leeks, garlics, and then cucumbers and onions, eh, which we used to eat in Egypt. You have brought us into this useless place. Look at you. You have made yourself God. You and Aaron and your sister, you have taken everything upon yourself. You think you are God. They were talking, talking. We don't have water to drink. They give them water. They give them manna. They say manna is tasteless. What is this? Mana. What does it mean? What, what is this? That's what it means. What is this? Bread without taste. Amen. Useless desert. Useless. They were vexing the man every day. And they didn't have meat. So, if you are leading God's people, you have to be very patient. Amen. You will say something you will regret later. Let me hear your big amen. You will do something to somebody. Because you are doing it out of pain and not out of leadership. Are you hearing what I'm telling you tonight? So, they complain about meat. God sent them meat. So much meat was coming through their noses. They were eating. They were vomiting. Everything was, their ears, their eyes, meat was coming out. God, you know, some blessings God gives you, it will spite you. Say, God, you've complained to God. Say, yeah, okay, take it. Give you one million dollars. Now, the the money is taking you to places you shouldn't go and you are regretting now. You are taking all manner of things, going places where you wish that you wouldn't go. So it's not every blessing that is of us. God, use, you use money to spite you sometimes. So you are blessed. You will regret. Hallelujah. So you see, the people were vexing Moses. So at that point, eh, Charlie, it's not easy. So don't look at Moses and say he had a temper. He had temper tantrums or whatever they call it. He and Simeon, these two people. Hey. Simeon and Levi. In Genesis 49, when Jacob was blessing them, he said, my soul, don't go into their camp. He said, their anger and their wrath is unbelievable. So anytime you see Simeon and Levi, these two people, hush, they spoil everything. There are some people, they don't have to meet. Somebody say amen. I'm telling you the truth. You know that when they went to Egypt and Joseph saw Simeon and Levi, he arrested Simeon and put him in cell. 
Because he knows that Simeon and Levi, if they live there, they will destroy everything. They were the main conspirators of, his, of, of, of the plot to destroy him. So he locked one up so that the pressure will come down. They went to Shechem and killed the prince and killed all the citizens of that city because they are, the, 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 the prince of Shechem had had an affair with their sister, Diana. And they told them, look, we are covenant people. If you want to join us, circumcise yourselves. So all the old men, the young men, everybody, the captains of the army, the soldiers, the military men, the king himself, and the prince, they all went to circumcision. And you know when you have circumcision, when you're an adult, you know the thing. You don't have bruising, you don't have morphine. So the people were well, ah, yeah, the whole city. Bible says Simeon and Levi, they took salt. They were not running, no. They'll come to your room, cool. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> come on, let me hear you, amen. You cannot get up. You cannot get up. You are in pain. So they just look at you and they'll put their spear in your stomach. Foolish boy, hallelujah. So they were killing the people at a time. They took their time and they killed everybody, including the prince and the king. Everybody finished them. Because they were angry that somebody had raped their sister. Jacob said their anger, when they come together like that, they become dangerous. Some people, they shouldn't be together in this church. Let me hear you a big amen. When you see them like that, they are sparking fire to consume all of us. May God scatter in the name of Jesus. I said, may God scatter in the name of Jesus. You know, I'm laughing, but I'm serious. Hello. So that's the reason why Simeon was locked up. Why do you think he chose Simeon? The two of them, they were deadly. Glory to God. So when Bible says increase our faith, all he's saying is that, hey, how many have we done? Nine, my God, our time is already up. But have you been blessed tonight? When God says increase our faith, all that he's saying is that give us capacity to walk in forgiveness. Isn't that wonderful? So increasing faith is your ability to forgive people their faults. You know, don't have faults, oh. Hallelujah. We are, you know. Sometimes you hold people to a standard that you, Ankasa, you cannot. You cannot be. When they put that spotlight on you, you will falter. And the Lord, to me, I was speaking, the Lord said to me, the way to change a nation and change a people is to consider the moat that is in your eye than the beam that is in somebody's eye. Because if you look at yourself, like in the mirror, hallelujah. See, you are changed from glory to glory. It's the moat that is in your eye that you are looking and then you are removing. But anytime you point to somebody's fault and their weakness, you have a problem because you two, there are issues. So anytime everybody looks on themselves, we are all healed, hallelujah. So in that situation, nobody's pointing at anybody. Everybody's looking at themselves and everybody's getting better. So as soon as accusations start flying around, nothing changes, it gets worse. But anytime we begin to look at ourselves individually, say, what have I done wrong? How can I be better? How can I change this? How can I overcome that? And you two, you are doing the same for yourself, it will come out better. May God help us in the name of Jesus. So may God give us increasing faith in Jesus' name. I can hear your amen. Let me stop with number 10. Faith that does not fail. Say faith that does not fail. This is a very interesting faith. Another name I called it is not failing faith. This is the prayer that
Jesus prayed for Peter. Let's go to Luke chapter 17 and verse 5. I'll stop with this message. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. 17 verse 5. Luke 17 verse 5. Is that right? Oh, sorry. Luke 22 verse 32. Luke 22 and verse 32. Maranise. 32. Okay. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Hallelujah. He said, I pray for you that your faith will... That means faith can fail. I said your faith can fail. When a believer backslides and says, I don't need God anymore. I'm going to live my own life. I will do the things I please. I don't want to be under authority, under any kind of leadership. That person's faith has failed. Because he doesn't believe in the lordship of Jesus Christ anymore. When you say you gave your love to Christ, you come under the authority of the Lord Jesus. So you say, I receive you as my Lord. That's your master. Hallelujah. And savior. But when you say, I don't want to be under you anymore. You have lost your faith and your faith has failed. Hallelujah. So when we say faith that does not fail, it's the faith that will not cause you to backslide. Let me hear you a big amen. I wrote something down here. It describes faith that anticipates everything that could go wrong. You know, before Jesus had to pray this prayer for him, Bible said, Jesus told them, the disciples that he was going to Jerusalem, he was going to die, blah, 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 blah. And then Peter said, Jesus, don't worry. Even if you are going to the prison, I'll go with you. And even to death, I will die. Don't worry, Lord, I'm with you. And then Jesus told him, look, the cock will not crow three times before you give up on me already. And then Jesus told him that because of the things you have said, you will not be able to do them. And because you're not able to do them, you might backslide, you might give up. So I'm praying for you so that the things you say you will do, if you don't do them, you will not give up on yourself. Some of you make promises. And because of the promise you made, because you couldn't keep them, you stopped coming to church. You said you'll do something, you couldn't do it. Don't kill yourself, Hallelujah. Jesus has prayed for you. Clap your hands and say a big amen. Are you following what I'm teaching you tonight? Because you make great promises. We are going to do, and you couldn't do it. And you can't forgive yourself because you couldn't keep your promise. That's exactly what is happening here to Peter. As soon as the cock crowed, he had for, what's the word? betrayed Jesus to the max. One day I'll teach you the comparison between Judas and Peter. Whose betrayal was even serious. What Peter did was very, very serious. Amen. So Jesus had to pray for him so that when he couldn't do it, he would not backslide. Amen. Are you hearing me? Glory to God. Maybe you, you had a target to grow your home care and you have tried ah, the home care is minus one. Amen. And you, you are getting to a place you, you said you were going to grow the home to 10 people and the whole year has passed. And the thing has not happened. Your faith can fail. I say your faith can fail. Based on what you said you would do that you couldn't do. And Jesus is saying, I am praying for you. So that when that day comes, your faith will not fail. Let me hear your amen. So it describes faith that anticipates everything that could go wrong. So you say you get here, you couldn't get there. 
You made the promise to this person, you couldn't keep the promise. You did that, you couldn't do it. It can weaken you. It can destroy you. It can make you backslide. It can cause you to stop having fellowship with the saints. But you never do that in Jesus' name. The reason is that Jesus knows that we make promises and we wouldn't keep them. So he's already praying for us. Oh, hallelujah. So don't give up. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. I said, don't give up. You made promises. It couldn't come to pass. You, you are now putting the blame on yourself. And you are destroying yourself. Jesus is praying for you. Don't destroy yourself. I said, don't destroy yourself. In the name of Jesus. Now, there's another dimension to that. Let me show it to you. He said, verse 35. And he said unto them, When I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lack ye anything? They said, Nothing. We didn't lack anything. The next verse, 36. Then said he unto them, But now he that had a purse, let him take it. And likewise his script, and he that had no sword, let him sell his garment and buy one sword. Wow. Look at me, everybody. What is the worst case scenario that could happen to you that will cause you to backslide? We saw a great man lost, lose his son. I'm sure he didn't anticipate such a thing could happen. Hallelujah. Look at what Jesus is saying. He said, when I sent you the first time, did you lack anything? They said nothing because you are around. He said, but now I'm going to die. It's not going to be like how I was on earth. So if you have money, take it. Come on, say take money. Take money. Ah. If you have some garment, go and sell and go and buy a pistol. Because I'm going away. My brother was robbed first time. He came, they broke his head. Then he was there, no, the who came again. I said, ah, no. So he went to get three pump action guns. One, <laughs> easy reach. Oh, but he's not spiritual. Look at your Bible well. If you have, if you don't have a what? A sword, sell your garment and buy one. Ah. There's not, nothing wrong with you. If you live in a dangerous area. <laughs> live in a day and robbers are all over the place. What's that? Better get a gun. It's not spiritual. Sit down there. I hear people criticize men of God. They have motorcade and police officers. Ah, the guy, demon is operating in a man. If the demon is not operating in a man, say in the name of Jesus, he will go. But if the demon is operating in a man and the man's will is in agreement, you can say things, you do not move. Praise the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm teaching? Jesus said, if you go and buy a, a, a knife, <laughs> if you don't have a knife, go and get one. And go and sell it and go and buy something to defend. What is he saying? He's saying that make plans ahead. What is the worst case scenario that will happen that will cause your faith to fail? Is it your child dying? What? So he's saying that make plans and prepare. Hallelujah. So that your faith will not fail. That means that no matter what happens to me, I have, I've pictured the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario, I will still not backslide. Clap your hands and say, are you understand what I'm saying to you? Praise the Lord. Because there are some things that will happen to some people, it will cause their faith to 
fail and they will backslide. I don't want to have anything with you. I don't want to do anything anymore. Leave me alone. But God is saying that, huh? If you have money, put it in your pocket. If you have a, you can, the sword, keep it. Because things can happen to you and if you are not careful, you will fail. Your faith will break. Amen. So he's saying that take all the precautions you need so that no matter what happens to you, your faith will not fail. I can hear your amen. amen. What would have taken the three Hebrew children to deny their God? He said, Daniel 3 verse 16, Oh king, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. When they say they should bow before the idols. He said, he said, he said if it be so, be it known unto you that we will not, God will deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us out of, out of your if, But if not so, if God will not deliver us, we will not serve your God and bow before the image that you have raised. Are you seeing? They've covered all the grounds. I can't hear your amen. So they are saying that for us, they, if, if you kill us, we will not deny our faith. What would it take for your faith not to fail? What would it take? Is it you losing a job? So when they lose their job, they become disillusioned. They stop going to church. They start drinking. They start so because of a job, your faith has failed, or your car, or your a divorce, or whatever it is. What would it take for you to fail? The Hebrew boy, they say, it will take our life. Even our lives, we will still not deny God. So when he said that scripture, he said, make plans so that your faith will not fail. So that the worst case scenario, even if it happens to you, you will still be standing. I said, you will still be standing. I said, you will still be standing in the name of Jesus Christ. That is what it meant by taking the, taking the purse and the, and, and the sword. Hallelujah. Prepare. So that nothing will make your faith to fail. Stand on your feet. Did you understand my message tonight? Lift your hands, talk to God. Please bring the communion. Let's let's partake of it quickly in the name of Jesus. I will not make my faith Jesus is praying for me. Look at me. You know, sometimes you say you wake up and pray. Condemnation always causes you to sink lower and lower. That's why in the kingdom, Bible says we are not condemned. The only thing that can help us go up is, is encouragement. Let me hear a big amen. Hallelujah. So you say, okay, you wake up and pray. And you don't wake up and pray. You don't wake up and pray. Very soon, you don't even read your Bible. Because you feel that you couldn't wake up and pray. So you are not worthy of reading the Bible. This is how Satan gets a hold of us. And then you, you begin to go down. Hallelujah. Even we as a church, we should be able to forgive ourselves if we miss it. So we want to do this thing we couldn't do. Jesus is praying for us. Hallelujah. I say he's praying for us. Because the, the whole meaning of that thing that was not done is I can discourage you, discourage the pastor. The pastor will be broken. 
just retire. Amen. As we partake of the body and the blood, may we, may we have faith in the name of Jesus. All the faith that we have described, quickly go. Please, when you get it, hold it. Kindly stand up. Come on, talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. There are some people, if their marriage fails, their Christianity is gone. A lot of people, they, they are faith. They don't have uh, what did I call it? Faith that does not fail. You must have it. Amen. That is the faith for the worst case scenario. But it will not happen. I say it will not happen. Did God deliver them? He did. The three Hebrew boys, right? He said, but even if God will not deliver us, we will not serve your God or bow to this golden image. And so they threw them in the fire. God showed up. Did God show up? So though they said, even if God will not deliver us, they were saying that our faith cannot fail. Hallelujah. They had covered all the possible grounds. They have painted all the possible scenarios and they were ready. May you be ready in Jesus' name. Amen. And even that, it will not happen in Jesus' name. I say it will not happen in the name of Jesus. But nothing is going to take me away from God. Oh, I feel blessed tonight. Thank you. Lift your communion. Say this after me. Say, that same night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. Take the bread. And he gave thanks. Say, he gave thanks. And break it. And give it to his disciples. And said, eat. This is my body broken for you. Go ahead and take it. See, after the same manner, he took wine and said, this is the new covenant in my blood. As often as he do this, he do it in remembrance of my death. Look at me, Jesus died that we might have life, right? As you partake of this wine, may life come back to you. May guilt live your life. May condemnation live your life. May your faith be strong. May you continue to grow strong in the name of Jesus. Every sickness is cursed in your body. Every blood curse in your family is destroyed. Every generational curse in the bloodline is destroyed. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead, drink.
look to Jesus Christ and live. It's recorded in His Word. Hallelujah. It's only that you look. And let's read the baskets. One here, one here. Angel, you know. Right here, the basket. Look and live. Take your offering. My brother, live. Look to Jesus Christ and live. Give your offering. It's recorded in His Word. Hallelujah. Jesus. Amen. You will not die by a freak accident in the name of Jesus. Amen. Nothing will, Hezekiah said, he said, my days has been shortened and my life has not been spared. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Amen. So there's something called the shortening of days. It shall not be your portion. Amen. It shall not be your portion. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We have taken the blood and the body so we would live. You will live. Amen. You will not survive, you will live. Amen. You will not struggle, you will live. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And as you live, God will bless your body. He will bless your pockets. He will bless your mind. He will bless you with strength. May you become productive. In the name of Jesus. May you be fruitful. Every fruitfulness, I bestow it on you. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. If you believe what I said, thank God. For these prophetic declarations, it's working. It's working. It's working. Yes, yes, yes. It's working. It's working. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we thank you for these hands. May they prosper. May their hands not wither. But let it continue to be fruitful. Give them bread and seed, and make their righteousness endure forever. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed tonight? So we'll continue next week. On the 8th and the 9th and the 11th, I think, we have our in-gathering. Clap your hands and give the Lord a fight to pray. Last month, this month, we didn't have in-gathering because we went to do crusade at, at Wejuri. But next month, in-gathering is happening. Let me hear your loud amen. So we're going to come three days, powerful three nights, talking about Holy Spirit. It's going to be awesome. Amen. So get ready. Not only you, let the message go around these three days. We're going to ingather. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Saturday we have a home care. This Saturday, the workers meeting has been deferred. Hallelujah. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. I bless you in Jesus' name. Now, the grace for our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord. For...
and ever. Amen. God bless you. I love you. We love you. See you on Sunday. Tree service, French service, first service, and then the second service. Those watching with us online, God bless you. We love you. We have closed. Hallelujah.